0: The sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs.
1: NC State rides on the strength of the pack.
0: And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. Miami. Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Yo. Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Before we dig a little deeper, I want to tell you the story about how this intro was created. Because <laughs> what's been happening, it's been Fiddy sending me some highlights of each of these programs over the last 10 years or so. And I will put the the highlights as you hear, right? You hear everybody doing the Wolfpack, Hal, you hear a couple of the wins, including the NC State win in double overtime last year against North Carolina, because that was a monster game. Crazy, right? Double overtime victory. They won with Ben Finley, missed extra point or missed field goal, I should say, at the end. Boom, NC State wins. Dave Doran out here talking trash. We know how it was. Monster victory for NC State. The highlights I got did not include that victory over North Carolina. In fact, I didn't get any highlights of NC State beating North Carolina. And who is responsible for sending me the highlights once more, I tell you? <laughs> it's one North Carolina fan decked out in a UNC hat and UNC shirt as we speak. Fiddy made sure that he sent me three highlights. Two were upsets against Clemson. Okay, That makes sense. And the third highlight he sent me, if you could even call it a highlight, was NC State, quote unquote, surviving a week one upset against ECU. Like, I'm supposed to put that in there as a highlight. If they would have lost, we would have been destroying NC State. But I was supposed to put it in there as a highlight instead of their double overtime victory against North Carolina (laughs) in the last (laughs) month of the regular season. Fiddy, I promise you, I am not being sarcastic about this. I love that you did that. I actually love that the fandom in you did not allow yourself to send an NC State highlight beating North Carolina, and I had to go looking for it myself.
2: I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I spent a lot of time searching for a good call of NC State season being made by upsetting Carolina. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of Gary Hahn, so I didn't want to give him more credit for being uh, the human being that he is. You know, a lot of the stuff that the ACC Digital Network puts out, there's mm. a music bed or something underneath it. Well, we got our own music bed. It would have been a conflict of interest. Uh, uh, sh- so, are, you know, are we sure? Are
0: we sure that those other highlights you sent me didn't have any music bed under it? Are we positive about that? I
2: trying to give you the best quality to <laughs> to produce a great <laughs> intro to to talk about NC State. Nah, who the hell am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Look, call me unprofessional, call me whatever. No, I love it. Honestly. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I do
0: love it. I promise I'm not lying about that. Like there, I, I, there was ahead.
2: no way I was pulling highlights of like last year really hurt because you got Drake man, you're losing, you're losing to Ben Finley. Two years ago, when you're up by nine with the two and a half minutes to go, when I knew in my heart we were going to lose, I didn't want to revisit those emotions because I hate these. I hate this school. I hate Moo You. I don't want to talk about them. But we're going to give them the week to talk about a program that's going to go eight and four.
0: Yeah, you are a T away from calling NC State a Pokemon with Moo You instead of (laughs) Moo 2, right? Like, that's something that you're really close to doing. And because you won't give them that respect – I decided to give them a highlight from what was a fantastic game last season. Let's talk about NC State, West, shall mm-hmm. we? Looking back at what they've been able to accomplish in recent history, last year they were a going to look at Dave Doran's career here real quickly. Eight and five last year, nine and three in twenty twenty one, eight and four in twenty twenty, had the four and eight season at twenty and uh, twenty nineteen, and then had winning seasons every single year going back to 2013 when they were three and nine his first year as nc state's head coach this has been a program that has performed very well under dave doran we asked him at acc kickoff how does it feel to be the eighth longest tenured coach at your university alongside mark stoops at kentucky he said man it just goes to show that i'm old it goes to show that you know I'll, i'll stay here as long as nc state will have me Dave Doran pretty clearly one of the better performing head coaches in all of the ACC last year, no different at 8-5. And
1: And to supplement your points, just to give people out there a little bit more data, since 2020, NC State ranked second in the ACC only to Clemson in victories with 25. Coach Dave Doran, man, when you play for him, you're going to go to a bowl game. He's coached bowl-eligible teams in 17 of his 21 seasons in Division I. The Wolfpack are tied with eight other schools with five wins each against seven-plus win teams. And in terms of wins over bowl-eligible teams, NC State is tied for third nationally with six and just TCU trailing, just TCU and Georgia. Georgia. He's had 72 victories during his time there, the second-highest total in school history. He has more nine-win campaigns than any other coach in school history. He's got three of those under his belt and has now led six of his 10 NC State squads to seasons. With eight or more victories over the 2020-21 and 22 seasons, the Wolfpack have won 16 straight home games, tying as the longest home-winning streak in school history. And lastly, his teams between 2014 and 2018 qualified for five consecutive bowl games, second longest bowl streak in school history. And he's the only, only the second coach in school history to take teams to five straight postseason bowls. Yeah, Dave
0: Doran is somebody that you believe in to lead this team to a winning type of season. Defensively, they've been very good, and we can look back at last year and even the last couple of seasons. He's on the doctor program, the eight-year program, but NC State defense, they do get a monster boost from Peyton Wilson deciding to come back and play another year with NC State, but this is also a defense run by the defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, one of the better guys in the country, the 3-3-5 scheme. It's always interesting to go to the weird schemes in college football. We did this with Duke. What was their scheme? Again, it was like a, 4-2-5. Thank you. 4 2 mm-hmm. scheme. You have a 3-3-5 here in college football. Very different. You're talking 3-4 or 4-3 in the NFL. That's right. really about all it is. But here you have Tony Gibson doing what was a fantastic job last year with that defense. You have some guys coming back. We had a chance to talk with Aiden White at ACC kickoff. One of the best ACC cornerbacks. I expect no different going forward. I would like to take a look at their first quarter of each season in the last four or so years, Wes. Because they always have that one game that they either struggle to get past... Or they drop one of their first two games. If you look at what they did last season, that was when they survived ECU on the road. They went twenty-one to twenty, and boy, it was a close one. That it was. NC State. They would go on to go four and zero before their loss to Clemson, fifth ranked at the time, and so that's not bad. But four and zero with a barely uh, with a close victory over ECU, that was certainly a slip up. If you go back to two years ago, twenty twenty one, they beat South Florida forty five to nothing. And then they get beat by Mississippi State 24 to 10. You go back to 2020, they lose to a ranked team in Virginia Tech 45 to 24, but still happened at the beginning of the season, and it was a close matchup against your team in Deacons when they won 45 to 42, but still an offensive shootout and a close one at that. I think if you look at what NC State can do this year, Notre Dame is going to be tough. But if they beat Notre Dame, if they can beat Notre Dame at the beginning of the season, the second week that they have the fighting Irish, you can look at a 5 and 0 start potentially, 6 and 0 with Marshall being the team right there in the middle of the season, even 5 and 1 is a good start west. This is a team that's going to have to capitalize on the opponents they have outside of Notre Dame in the first half of the season.
1: Yeah, and that Notre Dame game is going to be intriguing as we get to their schedule later in the week because they have a familiar opponent in Sam Hartman that will be the that's quarterback right. for that game. So that's an advantage uh, for NC State as well. But again, you love Dave Dorn and what he's been doing for this program because we were talking about this pre uh, show in the Fish Bowl. It's like NC State fans, every time he loses one of those games that they feel like that maybe he shouldn't lose or when they they get excited uh, like the year that they were able to beat Clemson just a couple of seasons ago, they want to cap- capitalize on that and go forward. And we know a couple of seasons ago, they could have captured that elusive 10 win season had UCLA decided not to get COVID the night before the game. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So they had a chance to be able to do that, but this is a program that they are looking to get to that double digit win total. And a lot of people have, gotten frustrated with him because there have been a few seasons, a few teams where people have been like, this is the year. This is the year they're going to do it. Now he's got Brennan Armstrong at quarterback. This is one of the better quarterbacks. I would say if he is able to return to what he was a couple of seasons ago, he would be the best quarterback that they've had uh, in quite some time. And so who knows where their ceiling could go from there because we know the defensive pedigree that Coach Doran's teams have as well. But they're one of the, the the programs they used to call it Clemsoning when Clemson would lose the teams right. and lose games they shouldn't. And NC State fans feel the same way about their program when they lose certain games. And I feel like they kind of uh, mistreat Coach Dorn in a way because a lot of times they feel like that they should be more than what they are, and they want to fire the guy every time he loses a game. The coaching job. Let's let's uh, let's let's sit here for a second and just go back. As you said, you want to go back to last season and the coaching job that he did. He comes out, Devin Leary in the offense, they underwhelmed to start the season. But then he's pulling some games out of his behind with quarterbacks that, you know, Ben Finley Finley wins with Ben Finley. Then he goes and gets wins with my man that I like him, MJ Morris. This kid comes in, a lot of people feel like, is he ready, is he not? Beats Virginia Tech in a game they had to battle back in. Then pains me to say it, but they beat my Demon Deacons as well with MJ Moore. So he had to win games with three straight quarterbacks last season. Still got you eight wins. You do lose to Maryland to start or to finish the season in the bowl game. But he did a really good coaching job last season because I thought that when Devin Leary went down, that this team was going to go into the tank. I thought that there was no way that they had quarterback depth for an offense that was already struggling with the guy that people thought was going to be maybe a high round NFL draft pick or be one of the top quarterbacks in college football, I thought they were done for. And so I had to give Coach Dorn and the crew credit to win games with two other quarterbacks to end the season, including to Fiddy's dismay, beating Drake May on the road with Ben Finley in a game that I thought that they would get beaten soundly to, uh, to finish out their regular season. So,
0: Fiddy had a problem with me talking about Duke's tiny quarterback history. NC State certainly has one. That I don't know how tiny it is, to be honest with you. Now, here recently, maybe they're not going to be first or second, third round NFL draft picks, but this has been a squad, Wes, that Really always has a good QB. I mean, we—they've at least consistently had a good one. I like Devin Leary more than you do, so maybe we were a little—maybe that's a little polarizing to mention. But Devin Leary is still someone that did throw for 35 touchdown passes in 2021. We know that there were a lot of people that were high on what he was able to do. Ryan Finley, certainly in the last few seasons, he played from 2016 to 2018 and had 60 touchdown passes in that time. That's good for fifth all time on the NC State passing record books. So Ryan Finley going into Devin Leary—you can go back to what. Kobe Brissett was able to do 2014-15. Now we know he's still an NFL quarterback. This has been a squad that has always had a quarterback that you trust just enough. Mm-hmm. And so now the question is, such a wild card with Brendan Armstrong being reunited with an offensive coordinator that he had with Virginia yep, a couple of Robert years ago, where he put up monster, monster numbers at Virginia. And can you get anywhere close to that with an NC State squad that has had higher expectations for the most part? You get there with Bryce Perkins as Virginia to the ACC championship a few years ago. But for the most part, NC State is a team you believe in every year more so than what you believe happens in Charlottesville. Can you get the best out of Brandon Armstrong again with such a good quarterback history that you've had within the last 15 years or so.
1: Yeah, and you hear about from this team preseason that they're faster uh, uh, defensively, that the guys that they've had to replace, that they're getting some upgrades in some positions because this defense was really, really good last year and we'll get into them uh, even more. But I think that this is uh, going to be an interesting team. I want to see what the skill talent, if they can deliver there because as we've said, if you can get even 75 to 80% out of brennan armstrong yeah. what you got in 2021 then this could be an offense that finally catches up to the defense but we'll see if that defense can replace some of the guys that they lost but this looks to be a, a, a fairly solid nc state team on paper and that's what you expect from coach during at nc state man he's just been rock solid i saw david hale put this
0: tweet out there it looks like nc state is doing that Wolfpack thing where nobody really talks about them They're flying under the radar. They get enough attention. They're not completely to the wayside. They get mentioned, but they're not going to be mentioned with the likes of North Carolina when you have that QB under center. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be mentioned in the same way that Florida State is now that they're back. It feels like they're trying to take that slogan away from the U. No, Florida State is back. Clemson they deserve all the attention they get for the rain that they've had over the ACC for quite some time so maybe not as much attention surrounding NC State and yet here they go another year where they finish with eight wins I mean I could totally see that happening once more because it's what they do Dave Doran gets you eight wins he's not going to get you anything less than seven really and not not here recently had the one year with four but you can feel pretty good that Dave Doran is going to get you a couple of games above bowl eligibility